So as part of this series, One Body, Many Parts, we wanted to express the diversity in this community by not just having myself and Dillis and Scott, who are on the teaching team teaching in the series, but also hearing from members of staff who are paid within the body from the giving that is, comes through this community who do incredible work. And so we're going to hear from Bev, we're going to hear from Joe, and we're going to hear from Sherry, those who are explicitly involved on Sunday services in the ministries uh, with children and worship and youth then on Wednesdays. So Bev is speaking today, and Bev works for one and a half days a week. It's actually only 10 hours, but she does so much outside of that. And she's going to be speaking today about her role and how she views the passage of One Body, Many Parts through the lens of her role and encourage us in that. So Damien, you're going to read our scripture, aren't you? So if you want to come up, Damien, and then we'll pray for Bev. Those parts of the body that seem to be weaker are indispensable. And the parts that we think are less honorable, we treat with special honor. And the parts that are unpresentable are treated with special modesty. While our presentable parts need no special treatment. But God has put the body together, giving greater honor to the parts that lacked it, so that there should be no division in the body, but that its parts should have equal concern for each other. If one part suffers, every part suffers with it. If one part is honored, every part rejoices with it. Now you are the body of Christ, and each one of you is a part of it. Well done. <laughs> yes. <laughs> So if I can invite Bev to come forward, I'd love to pray for her as she speaks. Would you join with me as we pray for her and ask God's anointing upon her as she gives God's word? Come, Holy Spirit. Father, may your word be living and active. We thank you for the image of children in your kingdom, the image of unity they bring, passion they bring. And may these two qualities be evident in Bev's speech, not just physically, but also prophetically as she speaks out to us. Anoint her with your spirit, and may our ears be open. And we pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you. Good afternoon. It is afternoon. I am absolutely honored to be here today um, to continue with our sermon series. Um, as Rob said, I helped coordinate with the children's ministry here in Holy Trinity. And so far, Rob has introduced our sermon series last week, um, reflecting on the body of Christ and what that means to us as a church in today's society. Today, I'll be reflecting, as Rob has said, on our children's place in this body and what we can learn from the Bible about the role of children in our community. I absolutely love working with children. It's a complete honor and a privilege. I'm a teacher and each day I work alongside young people who actually teach me so much. I do my best to teach when I can in between that. Children have the most beautiful gift. They have characteristics that are inherent and which make them different to us as adults. I love this about children. Over the past few years, God has really spoken to me about children and young people and about their significance in our lives. The deeper I go in his word, the more God confirms what he is saying through his scripture that I read. The scripture has shown me just how much God values children, and I believe he really wants us to value them too. Damien just read brilliantly from 1 Corinthians 12, 
verses 22 to 27. He read that the eye cannot say to the hand, I have no need of you, and the head cannot say to the feet, I have no need of you. On the contrary, the parts of the body that seem to be weaker are indispensable. But God has so composed the body, giving greater honor to the parts that lacked, that there is no division in the body, but that the members may have the same care for one another. Here we have a clear emphasis on the equality of all parts of this body. God wants us as family to have the same care for one another. These verses clearly illustrate that each part of our body needs the other, just as we in community need each other in our daily lives. As human, God has designed us to be part of a body and we flourish when we do so. Children hold such an important place in this body. Paul wrote that God has composed the body so that every single element has a role and these roles are interdependent. If we look further into scripture and what it teaches us about children, we can see evidence of Jesus' heart for children. In Mark 9, verse 37, Mark shows how Jesus asks us not only to include children, but to welcome them. Jesus shows his genuine love for lowly children by explaining that whoever of us welcomes a child in his name welcomes him. Matthew reinforces this by illustrating how Jesus prioritized the children. He said to the disciples and the listening crowds, not to hinder the children. Mark wrote that Jesus was indignant when he saw that the disciples were rebuking them. Indignant is such a powerful word, showing Jesus' certainty in welcoming the children in. I think we can clearly see how important Jesus was and is to how, how important children are and is to Jesus. Not only did he tell the disciples to bring the children to him, but he went on to gather them up in his arms and bless them. What a beautiful illustration of Jesus' love for little people. And what an example this is for each one of us to be more like Jesus in our daily lives. I think the beauty of this example is that Jesus showed the love equally for all and that's also what Paul teaches us in Corinthians. God loves no part of the body more than another. He loves the baby in a mother's womb as much as the student studying for their exams, or the business person sitting in a meeting, or the parent waiting in the schoolyard, or the elderly gentleman walking to the shops. Our Father has no favorites. nor has he a preference for age. His love is for each and every one of us, regardless of what stage of life that we're at. As a body of Christ, I believe it's our duty to teach children about this love, to nurture, encourage, care for, and as Jesus said, to welcome children. They're the next generation. What we invest in our children now will bring fruit to the world in the future. They are the disciples of the future who will continue God's work for his glory. God yearns to have a relationship with these children and we as adults have the privilege of facilitating this relationship. 
we can immerse them in his presence from the time they're born and before they're born too. By modeling a life with God, they can grow to know him. I would also encourage us as a body to continually pray for our children and young people in our lives. These prayers are so important. As it says in Psalm 74, verse four, 78, verse 4, we will not hinder them from their children, but tell to the coming generation the glorious deeds of the Lord and his might and the wonders that he has done. I think, personally, Holy Trinity is doing a great job at welcoming children. I think this morning was just a brilliant example of that. I was so thankful for this morning, for the worship. There's just such beauty in that. And I'm thankful to everyone who takes part in this. Our church comes alive with the gorgeous sound of children and infants on Thursday morning with mainly music. Families are welcomed and blessed each week by this ministry. Our body here in Holy Trinity consists of two congregations who have so much to learn from each other. I think it's so encouraging to see the members of our 10 a.m. congregation interact with our children. One lady told me that she is volunteering for the children's ministry because her own two children, who are now adults, benefited so much from Sunday school when they were young. A few weeks ago, a gentleman who attends the 10 a.m. service sat with a child at the back there in the coffee area, and they played for at least 20 minutes, chatting, drawing, cartoons, laughing. What a fantastic example this is for all of us. It's encounters like these that have such an impact on children. I myself remember my granny sitting on the floor with me, playing games, laughing. She was so much fun, and memories of playing with her are just so vivid in my mind. Similarly, my grandfather, who had a completely different personality from her, would play quieter, calmer games, but we enjoyed them just as much. My I have now realized as an adult that these were examples of my grandparents becoming like children. These experiences had such a positive effect on children's development, and it's interactions like these that are crucial for a child to establish a sense of identity, securing, security, and belonging. Ultimately, I think it's about us as adults valuing the child and valuing their role in our lives. During the week, a colleague, a colleague very eloquently described the importance of creating an environment where the child feels valued and significant. When we ask a child to pray in our service or to read, it's not a performance. Rather, it's a way of honoring that child and honoring the contribution that they have to give to us. The good news is that we benefit too. We can learn so much, as I've said, and I do, from children. We can learn about humility, grace, and joy. I read a book recently about a, a young boy and how he taught his parents so much about heaven. Um, and in this, the father wrote, Childlike humility is not a lack of intelligence, but it's a lack of guile. It's the precious, fleeting time in life before we have accumulated enough pride or position to worry what other people think. That's from a book called Heaven is for Real by Todd Burpo. And I think that's just a great description of childlike humility.
In spending time with children, we have the benefit of all of this. Another example of this is my, my daughter when she was five. Um, she taught me about generosity. I had money in my pocket. We were going for a hot chocolate, and we walked past a guy who was um, asking for some help. And I, I thought to myself, well, I only have eight euro, you know, that's only going to be enough for two a hot chocolate and a coffee. And I kept walking, and she pulled on my hand, and she said, Mom, what are you doing? And I looked at her, I said, what, what? And she said, why aren't you giving him some money? And my adult head was thinking, oh, I have only got enough for the coffee and the hot chocolate. Her child head was thinking, yeah, give him some money. So we turned around and gave him some money. <laughs> I learned from her that day. Um, a four-year-old here recently in church said to me, God's with us, you know. He's just invisible, but he can walk through walls, which is really cool. <laughs> <laughs> what a perfect description of God's Holy Spirit. <laughs> my own children, along with other children in my life, constantly remind me to stop and take time to enjoy the now. The precious moment of now and to take time. On Thursday, my trip to school with my little boy took twice as long as it should because he wants to stop to look at puddles, at flowers, at cars, and election posters. <laughs> yes, lots of election posters. There was a question about everything leading on to full chats. He, he soaked up every one of those answers, learning from everything around him in his environment. I do know that this is what often frustrates us at times, especially when we're in a rush to get somewhere, and I've been there many, many times. But the more I see how quickly childhood passes, the more I realize how sacred that is. Children teach us to take time, and they teach us humility. Another thing children can really teach us about is our relationship with God. Another child recently in children's ministry explained to me how she loved looking at the pretty windows in our church. She was, of course, refer referring to these stunning stained glass windows. She said to me, the other day I was looking up at Jesus in the window. The sun came in and shone all around him. I just sung out really loud to him. Isn't that just wonderful? Wonderful in her own little relationship with God that she was doing that. It's a simply, simple but beautifully profound relationship with Jesus. In children's ministry, we have fun learning about God. Children understand God's message so clearly, and they can often hear from him so clearly too. They understand love in a really uncomplicated way. Children bring so much joy. We just need to stand back and observe children playing to witness simple joy. Surely we'd all benefit from sharing in this joy. As Jesus said, the kingdom of God belongs to such as these. And in order to enter the kingdom of heaven, we must become like a little child. We must become like a little child, learning about this humility, this joy, and, and finally, this grace. Many times I've seen children have little arguments, and one says sorry, then the other one does say okay, and they just forget about it and they move on. We can all learn from this. Children are so gracious. I've been thinking about this so much during the week. And only re yesterday, 
I was reminded of this little beauty. We'll see now. Whenever I have some free time, I love to walk or run along the Dodder River near here. A few months ago, I was running along the edge of the river when I spotted this little fella. He grabbed my attention because he didn't fly away when I approached. In fact, quite the opposite. He actually accompanied me all the way along the track. It was just me and him, um, which is quite unusual as well, as usually somebody passes by. You're probably wondering what on earth this has to do with children. But I was back there yesterday. I haven't seen this bird since, unfortunately. But I was back there yesterday and I was reminded of him because I, I would love to see him again. And the reason I'm mentioning this is that I was so excited about this bird. I couldn't wait to tell my family when I got back. And as you can see, I took a photo of him. What, what I'm realizing is that I was actually like a child that day. This is how a child sees everything, with wonder, excitement, awe, and amazement, and appreciation. I believe that this is God's kingdom on earth. Experiencing such, experiencing such joy at the simple but incredible beauty of God's creation. So my concluding words are, as a body, let's not hinder the children in our lives, but by bearing with each other in love, by being patient, and by being humble. Let's learn from all members of our family. Please do pray for the children of this generation. As I said, they are the future of our world, and God has such great plans for them. I would encourage us all to do our best to be obedient to what God is saying to us about the children in our body. The wonderful thing about diversity and children, they, they model this perfectly, is that we benefit so much from having an open mind and from interacting with people who have different backgrounds, experiences, cultures, or languages. Let's choose to be part of this in truly inclusive body in which every single person is valued. In doing this, I think we are choosing to have more of God's kingdom on earth. Thank you. Thank you, Bev. Let's just spend a few moments in prayer and in silence, I think, before the guys lead us.